What's up? Welcome back to the Mentality Podcast. This show is probably best watched on YouTube, so head down to the show notes and watch this episode on YouTube. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. And other than that, let's get on with the show, baby. All right, welcome back to the Mentality Podcast. My name is Ben. And I'm Wolf. Wolf appears to be a bit under the weather today. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm just feeling a little bit funny these last couple days. This is Louie. He's our third co-host. Yeah, Louie, special guest co-host for this episode. So how, how's uh, how, how's your week been? You know, just a pretty normal week. Pretty standard week? Nothing, nothing happened in my life that you forgot about again. Nothing at all? Not a thing. I, uh, I heard through the grapevine that I missed uh, perhaps for the second or third year in a row your birthday yeah and who was it that you heard that from the stuffed animal yeah it was it was me <laughs> that's right yeah uh at least two years in a row possibly three now i blame it on zuckerberg oh you know what i watched the social network the other day uh, i love that movie i watched it like 12 times yeah I, I was at when i was at my cottage i had downloaded it to watch and i watched it one day and i was uh I don't know, I just thought of it now when you mentioned Mark Zuckerberg. I thought Eisenberg did a pretty good job playing him in that movie. I'm familiar. I, I am experienced in the douchey nerd vibes, and I would say he hit the mark pretty well. Wasn't that the title of your autobiography? <laughs> I am a douchebag. A nerd douchey autobiography. Nerd vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Douchey nerd vibes, the Ben Farr story. So what I'm hearing is you watch The Social Network, which, you know, talks about how uh, Zuckerberg stole... The Winkle Vise. <laughs> the Henry Winkle or whatever their names were, Tanner and something. You expect me to rely on a guy like that to know your birthday. What do you expect? It's honestly justifiable. I think it was okay that I missed your birthday for three years in a row. I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm not really all that mad, but you know. <sighs> the worst part is, is that uh, when this episode comes out, it's a week from my birthday and today... We have to record a couple episodes, so we're going to be here in the studio for about 12 hours doing a marathon. Yeah. Studio. The makeshift whatever the fuck. The studio, which is quite clearly not my bedroom. What do you call when someone calls you from a prison? Collect calls? Collect, well, yeah, something like that. The collect call studio. I wanted to talk about how our birthdays are pretty close, and I honestly thought that his birthday was later on because I'd intended to talk about it on the podcast, but no. I mean, to be fair... uh, our other friend that is in a group chat with us also forgot. And I'm not going to tell him he forgot either. I'm going to wait for him to listen to this episode. Even better yet, if we don't get a text, we know he doesn't listen. Yeah, so I mean, either way, it's a win-win. I heard that uh, the uh, big old province you live in is reopening. You've been around people again. Been to games. How does that feel? I kind of dipped my feet in because uh, the first thing I went to when stuff came back was uh, the baseball game for our minor league baseball team which was not very well attended by their standards so it wasn't like the crowd was super packed like it was me and you know the people I went with and there was no one around us like there was entire empty rows around us I think the different one was going to the bomber game later in the week because that one the home opener was attended by almost 30,000 people I went there thinking a lot of people would be wearing masks but as I was sitting there wearing mine and then I'm sitting in my section and I'm looking around and like no one in my section was wearing one. I couldn't see a single person wearing one. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If they're not going to wear one, then I'm not going to wear one. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because like my first foray into seeing people again had about 3000 people. And I really haven't been to anything since. 
mm-hmm. but I cannot picture 30,000 people. So like I was saying, I want to go to a Stampeders game and I'm going to probably go to a Stampeders game soon. So I'll have my foray into 30,000 people. Hint, hint. Have you, have you been to McMahon before or no? Never. Yeah, too bad Calgary's brutal this year. Speaking of this shitty city, I mean, this beautiful city, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we had a nice amount of smoke this past weekend. It, I opened my window first thing in the morning. So I was like, fuck, this is going to be nice. It was orange outside. Orange. Yeah. At like seven in the morning. Yeah, no, I mean, the smoke has been brutal for the last, pretty much the whole summer almost. Like half the country's on fire. Um, we're literally flying in. Did you see like they flew in firefighters from South Africa? And they had COVID? I didn't understand that for one thing. I'm like, one, why, like South Africa was the closest we could find. We couldn't find people in like Minnesota or something to come up here. But uh, I didn't know that was something, I didn't even know that was something they did. Like, oh, the fire's too big. We need more firefighters. How do you decide? It's like, oh, this year it's South Africa's turn. It's like, who decides this? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. I feel like the state of the world since, you know, last time we recorded has been drastically worsened. In what way? Haiti had a big shaking. Afghanistan's, you know. Had a big shaking. To put, to put it lightly. And uh, yeah, the entire fucking country's on fire. You know, uh, like fitness influencers on Instagram and shit? Not at all. That was the worst possible answer I could have gotten to that question. <laughs> exactly. I was expecting, yeah, I've seen a couple or no, I, I, I maybe I've seen a few and I don't follow them, but just altogether, no. All right, lead me in again. No. <laughs> have you seen any fitness influencers on Instagram? Sure, why not? What the fuck is up with fitness influencers these days? And why is there so many of them? I think it probably has to... I think this is a little off the wall, but I think it probably has to do with like... Do you remember get-rich-quick schemes? Like the general idea of get-rich-quick schemes? I kind of forgot them when I got rich quick. But you remember back in the day when you weren't rich and you were trying to get rich. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so I think... I don't know. I think because now, like back in the day when you wanted to like, before our time, obviously, when you wanted to like work out at home, you had to buy a fucking Richard Simmons DVD, you know, and get the leg warmers and the headbands and stuff. It's just a whole, whole problem. But, uh, (laughs) but now, I mean, there's more of an emphasis now on being in shape. And I think that, I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. (laughs) I think what you're trying to say is that Instagram influencers are the modern day VHS tape fitness guide influencer or instructors not influencers i'm not sure that that's where i was going with it but let's let's say i was natural progression of fitness influencers was vhs tape instructors dvd instructors and now it's led into instagram influencers to be honest i don't think you thought this topic through enough when you were writing the scripts <laughs> that's that's why I leave blanket statements. Yeah. But I, my point was with that is that I don't know why every time I go on my explore page I see people trying to teach me workouts because if my phone knew anything about me they'd know that I do not work out and in fact I have no interest in getting in shape. I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. So, oh, well, I guess obviously there's the demographic out there like I know people who are real fitness nuts. And good for them. I've never been, never been disciplined enough to get up at, you know, the crack of dawn to be in the gym before school or before work or even go after work. Like people who work out multiple times a day, I've just never been. Even when I, when I was a kid and I were through my teens and everything, when even when I was playing competitive baseball and everything, 
I never worked out at that level. And maybe part of that's the reason why I didn't go to the next level at those sports. But I've never really found any interest in working out. But last November, I was like, uh, very, I don't know if I like, I don't know why or what prompted it, but I was very into running for like a month and a half. Every single day I was going for runs. It started out that I could like barely run half a kilometer straight or quarter kilometer straight. And then by the end of it, I ran nearly three kilometers without a single, like without slowing down or resting whatsoever, which was like pretty big progress. And then subsequently hurt myself. (laughs) So I couldn't run. And then I just, I genuinely never got back into it. And that was almost a year ago now. Yeah. Like I would trash talk myself a lot when I was like starting out, I'm like this fucking motherfucking pussy can't even run a quarter kilometer straight. And then Come I'd on, be- you fucking bitch. Literally. And then I was forcing myself to run a half As you're tying your shoes. It hasn't worked since. A few years ago, I think about four years ago, I got into a rhythm where I was lifting every day. Lifting weights. And I I can't remember how long it went on for, but I was like genuinely in the rhythm of like, I could, I, I planned it into my day that I, this time I'm in a lift and I was starting to, you know, make some progress and see some gains, if you want to call them that. Um, and then I went on a five-day road trip down to Minneapolis and didn't lift the entire time I was down there and came back and fucking haven't picked up the weights since then. <laughs> should, should just get back on the roids and then you'd have no problem. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm still waiting on my shipment of human growth hormone to come in, and then I'm going to have a phone call with Jose Canseco later, and then I'm going to hit 50 home runs next year. All right. Every time someone brings up Jose Canseco, I have to mention this. You know Josie Canseco? Yeah. How the fuck, man? <laughs> How the fuck? <laughs> he, he, birthed, or he, he birthed, he contributed to the birth of that? You know, life's funny that way. I figured that something with natural progression would make me want to work out more. So I was thinking recently, I've kind of like gotten into a little bit of a wanting to do a boxing rabbit hole and like watching YouTube videos and like boxing techniques. But boxing classes are disgustingly expensive. People are obviously willing to pay it. Otherwise, the prices would go down. I suppose that's a fair point. I guess people are realizing that they can put a price on their fitness level and it's apparently $100 a session. I, By the way, I got a DM. After our first episode, it's been a few weeks since our first episode was recorded, but we talked about therapy. Therapy costs $300 an hour. You can almost buy an Xbox Series S for that. Thanks to our sponsor, Microsoft, for sponsoring our Xbox Series S's. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, I don't know that I want to be thanking him right about now. Shout out to my homeboy, Billy. My my homie, BG. Billy G. Belinda, uh, Bill. Not anymore. Uh, well, I guess uh, my next topic on here, <clears throat> I had such a good idea, and I'm so glad that the episode is going in such a great way that this is going to work. Instead of, you know, boxing, I decided that I would just start funding. <clears throat> One more time. Instead of boxing, I decided I was going to start funding uh, my $100 a session into beer so I can uh, in- instead get the, if you're not going to be fit, you got to have the dad bod. So I'm going to start focusing on that. Yeah. I was, when the dad bod trend started, I was thrilled because I spent my entire childhood and most of my teen years, uh, hating my body. Cause I have basically a dad bod. And then as soon as that became popular, I'm like, Oh great. Now I can undo years and years and years of body dysmorphia. Cause now, cause now I'm the in thing. Now I'm, you know, Virality of a hashtag, suddenly the body dysmorphia. I had a friend in high school who would not drink beer because he didn't want to get a beer belly. 
So he drank exclusively 151 proof. Fuck. That stuff was disgusting, man. That's a true story. Why does it have to be 151? Like, they just couldn't quite make it right for 150? I don't know. I, I just remember he's like, yeah, I only drink 151 proof. And I was over at his house and he showed me all these empty bottles of 151 proof in his bedroom. <laughs> I was like, dude. You know, the only people that drink <laughs> that shit are uh, high school kids. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I, I honestly, like, I used to hate beer and I started to really like it once I found craft beer and now it's like I like it almost too much because like I feel like shit some days and I'm like ah maybe I should start drinking less beer but no no sir that's just progress of the dad bod on its way I slammed an entire pot of coffee in like an hour uh last week when I was at my cottage and I felt sick for like two days afterward <laughs> had you eaten no course not no i drank like the entire thing in like an hour and barely slept the night after that too um but yeah i felt like complete shit and kind of it's kind of put me off coffee lately which normally i drink a couple cups a day but it's put me off hi i actively make an effort if i don't eat breakfast to not have a second cup of coffee till till i eat for the day because otherwise i'll feel like shit yeah but the problem i seem to have is like if i say i don't have a cup of coffee in the morning when I don't have a cup of coffee in the morning, later in the day, I usually get a headache. Yeah, I do that too. I always have, like, I'll only have one if I'm not eating breakfast because I eat breakfast every day. So it throws me off when I don't. But, like, honestly, I guess this is somewhat related to health. I feel like I met people who have sort of not felt the traditional way about coffee lately in that, like, there's a lot of people who are super against drinking coffee that I've met. I'll, I mean, growing up, I didn't like coffee either. I drank tea until I was, like... 17 18 and i never i think i had tried it a couple times it's definitely an, like beer it's an acquired taste which is funny now because i drink like dark roast stuff most of the time or like a lot of caffeine content did you know that dark roast has the lowest quantity of caffeine does it because the more you cook it the less caffeine it has i didn't know that hmm. until recently i used to drink dark roast as well but blonde roasts are actually way stronger i was watching a video this week of uh, there's an nfl coach explaining his uh, daily coffee routine and he basically said he gets two venti black coffees from starbucks with two espresso shots in them each and somebody looked it up apparently that's a thousand milligrams of caffeine that is probably like that would kill a squirrel i watched there was some guy who tried it like he went to starbucks and got them and he only was able to get through one and then he had to lie down because he was having an anxiety attack <laughs> <laughs> uh, caffeine I, i've tried to get off of it and honestly i just like the taste of coffee so i'm not i'll take the sacrifice of being addicted to caffeine if it means i have coffee i think what got me into like being a constant coffee drinker was more so the ritual of it just like this is how people start their day like get up put on the coffee maker so i guess it's my version of a morning cigarette i love morning coffee though I almost made a coffee before this, actually, but I'm like already a little jittery today, so maybe not a good idea. Probably not. I feel like all in, though, with uh, all of this conversation already, uh, stereotypes like dad bods and, you know, being physically, oh, sniffly there, <laughs> dad bods and being physically fit. It's a whole bunch of stereotypes that, like, I realized recently one of the reasons I was kind of excited for this episode is that everyone is very different. And like these categories of what's trendy are fucking bullshit. Because like not everyone, like 
as much food as I eat, I, I cannot get larger than what I am. And I've actually gained weight since last year, too. So, like, and I'm still the skinny, skinny one. So I know that, like, like ultimately, there, there's just nothing that you can really do sometimes. So the stereotypes are stupid. Yeah, well, a lot of it boils down to genetics. You know, for some people, it's just harder to put on muscle or put on weight in general. And then yeah. for me, I mean, pretty much every guy in my family is big for most of my life. I've been tall, you know, I'm six one now up until about a year ago, I was usually hovering around 215, 220 pounds most of the time, which is on the heavy side. But, uh, in the last year and a bit, I'm in about 185, which is insane because you talk about dad bod and all this shit. I'm 175. I think you're taller than me, aren't you? By two inches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's weird, but like, I'm, I've never seen you with your shirt off, but I'd be willing to bet that <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going okay. somewhere with this. Everybody relax, but I'd be willing to bet that if we were standing next to each other's shirts off, we have very different body composition. I mean, sure. <laughs> when we do an in-person episode, that's going to be the topic of choice. The next time Ben comes to town, first thing we're going to do is, all right, shirts off, let's go. Speaking of that, we should get some guests on. So we should just bring on a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> Mental health has always been benefited from better physical health. But when I have, like, I'm in a bad state of mental health, the last thing I want to do is work out. Yeah, it's funny how the two pile up on each other like that. And I get what you mean because I was thinking about it recently. And this goes back to what I was just saying. Like, I'm, my build is kind of like I've got the stomach on me and everything and I'm a bit bit on the heavy side and like when I used to be a lot heavier like I, I hated looking at myself in the mirror just hated it I still don't like taking my shirt off when I'm at the pool um, but I remember when I finally started losing some weight and I when I could actually start seeing it in the mirror that I was getting you know thinner I, it was you I felt genuinely happy like I could see the progression that I was making and like oh I don't I still don't like how I look but I don't hate how I look anymore you know so there was a point in my life where I like hated taking my shirt off because I was like so skinny. I knew that someone was going to say something and I was just like, fuck, I don't, this is annoying. I, I never really was like personally worried about how I looked, but I just knew someone would have something to say. So I was like, this is just going to be annoying. So I'd avoid it. But yeah, and it's, it's funny because I would look at my friends in school who were skinny and think I, I would rather look like them than I, than look like the way I look. Which ultimately comes back to that everyone's different, right? Everyone's so worried about themselves, but they don't realize that everyone is so worried about themselves. They're so worried about what everyone else thinks. Yeah. Like, I've ultimately tried to get better at that, but it's fucking hard. Yeah, it's hard to reprogram yourself. You know, I'm very... I don't know. I've always been, a, I guess, a pessimist. So it's hard to flip things around and start to think better about yourself when, you know, for most of your life, you haven't really liked the way you looked. I think with like my mental health and working out, I wanted to start working out again because I, uh, when I was running a lot for the year or the month and a half I was running, I felt so much better. I was getting so much more work done. I was hanging out with friends and getting work done. I was sleeping at night. It was like, I felt good. But now that I haven't had that in a while, I don't remember what that was like, but I, I can hardly get out of bed in the morning. I can hardly like, I, I just want to sleep. But when I, that was the case, I was like up at seven 
every day, no problem. And for someone that wakes up at nine normally, that's pretty good. The thing about sleep is like, I feel so much better in the morning, especially if I have to get up in the morning. If I actually get a good sleep, like a good eight, nine hours, obviously, I mean, that's pretty, but I, if I know I have to get up early in the morning or if I have to do something, I don't sleep. Like I don't, I don't go to bed at a good time. I lie in bed and look at my phone or watch TV or something and end up getting like five hours. And then I feel like complete shit the next day. Cause I only slept for five hours. And then every time I think to myself, I'm like, Oh fuck, that's so stupid. Next time I'm going to, next time I have to do this, I'm going to go to bed at a good time and like actually get some sleep. And I never do the next time I stay up late and fuck around and then I feel like shit the next day. And I've been doing this for years. It's your own cycle though, right? Like you're, you're more of a night person. We talked about that a few episodes ago. I mean, ultimately, what can you really do about it? I am also a night person. I've been up till 2 a.m. every single day this week because that's, I guess, the fucking time I'm going to bed this week and I've been trying to change it. But I'm not tired at one. I can't. And I'm not going to waste my time lying in bed for an hour. Going back to last year, March through june uh when i was on leave from work because of covid my sleep schedule was that i would stay up till about 4 or four thirty in the morning and go to bed and then i would get up around two o'clock in the afternoon probably quite the change uh when you went back to work <laughs> I, I felt fine doing that and that's the most normal i felt if you get what i mean it just felt right to me doing that um because ever since, you know, going back, having to, because, you know, working a part-time job in retail, your hours are all over the place. It's never nine to five. It's, you know, 10 to three or five to 10 or something. There's never a set schedule. So you've got to kind of move around a lot. I used to hate retail because I'd be working until 10 p.m. and then I'd have to be at work at eight in the morning. And it, it like, mm -hmm. It fucks you up because you have to wake up at like six in the morning to be at work, seven in the morning to be at work for eight. And you have to be like, you can sleep in on days you are working till 10 because you start later. And I fucking hated it. But I have a more consistent sleep schedule now, but I just sleep less. No, that'll catch up to you after a while, too. It'll, uh, you can't, it's not sustainable to do that. Like, there's some nights I just am working on things, personal projects, and I, get carried away and like oh fuck it's three in the morning and then there's other nights where i go to bed at midnight when we were talking about like how i need to get back into running and all that i honestly take so much better care of my mental health because of uh the difference in impact that i've seen so i mean i i've tried to be better about that recently and just like act actively acknowledging my mental health and the good good things that are going on the bad things that are going on and like realizing that last November when I was running, even though I was taking care of myself better, technically, it was actually one of the worst few months of my life in terms of mental health. I was fucking depressed. But it wasn't because I was running. It was just because of external factors. So ultimately, they are connected in some ways. But for me, first and foremost, my mental health has to be good. Otherwise, nothing else is going to be good. Yeah, I mean, everything, I mean, this is like a starting position, right, for for everything else, for physical health and for everything, right? So if, if, not, if it's not right up here, then it's not going to be right out there. Like, ultimately, sleeping, trying to sleep better is, like, the biggest thing I need to work on, but, like, um, trying to take more. Lately, one of my biggest goals has been trying to take more time away from work, personal projects, and, like, actually use my weekends to chill, and it's made my life so much better, been so much happier in that time. I'm taking my two days off every week to just chill. 
And I would always just constantly work. And then I realized how harmful it really was. But one other thing I tried, and I don't know, I'll let you speak to this after, but what you've tried, but like journaling was fucking cool to try because I started to see the way my brain worked on different days and start to understand what was going on in my mind. That was pretty interesting. I think I tried journaling like in the true sense of the word a couple of times. It was never really for me. What journaling is to you as an outlet probably for me turned into writing songs. Hmm. Because I, that was probably where it might have started when I started writing music was I'm horrible at expressing myself sometimes. Horrible at expressing about everything but feelings, namely. I've always bottled everything up and I guess I found it as an outlet. um, Because I remember when I first started writing, I sent you some of the things I was writing and I remember you remarking that they were very dark. They they fucking were. They were, they were dark, dark, like, like you good dark. Um, (laughs) So it's dialed back a bit recently, but yeah, I mean, that was pretty much 20 years of bottling everything up, getting released onto onto the pages or the notes app on my phone. It's you. I mean, I've seen a difference in what you've been talking about writing, except for that note that you sent me last week, which was totally fucking confusing. What's even the point? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I uh, was saying that a lot of artists, their first album ends up being the release of everything they've always wanted to say. Um, and then once they continue making albums, they slowly start running out of things to say. Like I'm a big fan of J. Cole. And uh, his latest music has kind of sucked because he doesn't really have any emotional stories to tell anymore that are true from the heart because he's already told them. So yeah, well, the because the, I've never finished the first project, it's still pretty dark. Um, the second one that I wrote was uh, the idea for a concept album that I may or may not write, which is basically having an existential crisis. Um, and the note that Ben is referring to is me creating these elaborate characters that I sort of live my life through and asking where does the character end and where do I begin with about 17 question marks after it. Yeah, that's the beauty of creative processes. It's often something that could either be in an insane asylum or it's a creative process. And for me, it actually is surprisingly very similar, believe it or not, when I come up with video <laughs> ideas. Completely and utterly unhinged. So uh, what, are, what are some things other than writing that you, uh, anything else you use to kind of keep mentally in check that the wonderful viewers of ours could use to stay away from insanity? Well, definitely avoid caffeine. Uh, That's a good stimul- point, actually. St- stimulants in general. Um, Especially beer. You should always avoid yeah, Always avoid, avoid beer. That's always been mine. I, I used to write poetry a little bit when I was younger, which kind of goes hand in hand with the the songwriting, but... What do you think you'd do if you finished an album? Because you're working towards an album. Yeah. Just keep writing another album? or I think so. I mean, right now I've got so many ideas in mind that it, it looks like I'm leaning toward releasing a, a full album and maybe an EP before that. Damn. Uh, that I do, yeah. So, <laughs> But I the problem I'd have is I have no idea when that's going to be because I thought... When I first started writing for this album a year and a bit ago, I thought I would have been done by now. Ultimately, mental health is something that in high school and university is uh, as good as ignored. People like don't give a fucking shit about it. And uh, like in, in terms of like institutions and stuff, it's a fully responsive, like fully a responsibility of 
the people themselves to deal with their own mental health, whereas physical health in like high school and universities is encouraged or forced on you. You have to go to gym class. You get a severely discounted uh, gym membership, but there's just not anything in terms of support for mental health other than guidance counselors in high schools, which are like fucking useless. So it's important. Don't don't let it slip around. I'm gonna have nightmares about this thing. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is it getting closer? Why is it getting closer? All right, on that note, I'm going to end this podcast. Uh, make sure you uh, go and give us a follow or uh, subscribe on YouTube and follow us on the platform that you're on if you're on an audio platform. Peace. Do you want to give another parting message like you did last week? Yeah, Wolf's Pearls of Wisdom. No, per- no Pearl of Wisdom this week. Everyone is on their own. Pearl of Wisdom's canceled. Do whatever you want. All right, well, on that note, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) Goodbye!